Matthew chapter 3, verses 1 through 6. In those days, John the Baptist came, preaching in the desert of Judea, saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. This is he who was spoken of through the prophet Isaiah. The voice of one calling in the desert, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. John's clothes were made of camel's hair, and he had a leather belt around his waist. His food was locusts and wild honey. People went out to him from Jerusalem and all Judea and the whole region of Jordan. Confessing their sins, they were baptized by him in the Jordan River. You may be seated. Thank you. Thank you, Sharon. Good morning. Well, grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, here we are, two weeks in to Advent. We're 15 days away from Christmas. We're getting ready. Decorations are up. Preparations are being made around the house. We're getting ready for that day. But we've got to pass through this season of Advent first. And we've, we've got to walk these next 15 days before we actually get to, to that day. And I don't know about you, but the stress level just kind of keeps raising as we have more and more things to do. We have, I think, 12 services happening around here over three days for, for Christmas Eve. All of the preparations around the house, making sure everything's ready. We can kind of want to say, let's just get through this. Let's just make it to the end. Advent calls us to prepare, to be ready. And just about the time when you think that you've reached the end, that you're completely stressed out, we have the, the people that study these kind of things, they say that Christmas time is the most stressful time of the year. And that, that people uh, have all kinds of issues that, that come up during Christmas. Part of it is because it's dark. You know, the, the darkness, it stays stays dark later in the morning, and it's darker early at night. But then there's all the pressures of Christmas with the commercialism and, and all of the ads to get just the right presents, and then our, our finances start to get stressed. And, and people just generally have this sense that they have to have everything just right. And maybe you're one of those people. You have to have everything just right to have the, the perfect Christmas. So right in the middle of all of this stress, who comes along but John the Baptist? He always shows up this time of year. He's kind of like, like the cousin Eddie of, of the Christmas vacation who shows up. You know he's going to be there, but you really don't want him to show up because he adds to the stress level. As if you haven't been preparing enough, this guy shows up and says, prepare the way for the Lord. Prepare the way for the Lord. Wow, I've been preparing for all kinds of stuff around Christmas, but now he's raised the level of preparation to a whole different level. Well, John, we find him standing knee-deep in the Jordan River, wearing crazy clothes, sounding like a street preacher, calling us to repent. Now, if you're, if you're like me at all, you, you kind of want to kind of skip past John and say, I don't want to add to my stress. Let's just, let's just move on. But in order to get to Jesus, we have to go through John. In order to get to Christmas, we've got to go through Advent. And we've got to prepare. 
Most of us are pretty good at preparing for a day or for Christmas. You know, we can, we can get out all the decorations out of the, base, out of the basement or out of the attic, and you, you put up the, the pretty decorations, and, and we, can, we can get the house looking just right so that when people come over, they think it always looks like that. We, we can convince our kids to get along just for a couple of hours. Can you just get along for this time? But John tells us not to prepare for a day or for a season. John tells us to prepare for a person. John tells us that we need to prepare for Jesus. And you see, preparing for Jesus is completely different than preparing for a day, for 24 hours. Because this person is coming to stay. He's not just coming for a short visit. And Jesus is coming to bring his kingdom, to bring his rule and his reign in our world. And he's coming to invite you to be a part of that kingdom. He's coming to reveal to you the life that he has for us, and he wants you to be a part of revealing that life to the world through your hands and your feet through your words and your actions, through your attitudes, through your resources. Jesus is coming to bring his kingdom, and that's exactly what John declares. John says, get ready, because that kingdom is coming. So we have to be prepared. Now John introduces us to a Jesus that's not the typical Jesus that... Uh, that we think of at, at Christmas time, the kind of cute little baby that's snuggled up, and he's not kind of the precious moments Jesus. No, John says that this Jesus is even more powerful than John. And, and think of the image of John. He's this wild guy out in the desert proclaiming, prepare the way of the Lord, repent. And he says, the one coming after me is going to be even more powerful. I baptize with water. He's going to baptize you with fire. Get prepared for that kind of Jesus, for that kind of a person. What does that mean? It means get your life in order. Be prepared because the one who's coming after me is even more powerful. Let me ask you a question. When you, when you get ready to go to the dentist, what do you do? You usually brush and floss and, and make sure everything's clean. Now, what's the dentist going to do when you get there? The first thing the hygienist is going to do is they're going to clean your teeth. You know, it's like we want to make sure we, we're about to get our teeth really clean, but we want to make sure that they're clean before we get there. In a sense, John is saying, the one coming after me is going to bring about a total cleansing. But you still need to be prepared. Because the cleansing that he brings is even, even more deep than what John's washing with water was going to bring. Jesus was going to bring a cleansing of our sins. Complete forgiveness. And so John is really an interesting character in, in telling us about Jesus. You've got to go through John to get to Jesus. Now, the, the four Gospels have a different take on Christmas, each one of them. You know, Matthew tells us about the census and, and about the wise men. Luke has the shepherds and the, the, the angels that are, that are declaring to the shepherds what's, been hap what's happening in Bethlehem. John has this cosmic picture of, of Christmas as he talks about the, the, the word becoming flesh. Mark doesn't mention anything about Christmas. But one thing that all four of them agree on is John the Baptist 
is how we get to Jesus. All four of them talk about this prophet. All of them talk about him being dressed in, in uh, the skins of animals that he's belt around his waist and he's out in the desert. All of them show us this character because he leads us to Jesus. And when we find him, he's standing in the middle of the Jordan. And it's interesting that that that's where we find him because the Jordan River was the landmark that God's people passed from the desert and their wandering into the promised land. And John is standing at this apex of human history to say, you as God's people, you've been wandering in the desert. You need to to have a change, a a repentance. There needs to be a, a transformation in your life so that you again can be God's flock, the flock of the good shepherd. There has to be a change. These waters will change you to be God's people. And he comes to us today with that same message. He says, repent. You who have been wandering in the desert of your misunderstanding of who God is, that somehow God really doesn't care about your sin as long as you're, you're doing your best. You know, everybody does it. You're misunderstanding that God likes you just a little bit better than everybody else because, you know, you, you do a little bit better than they do. He comes today to say, You will have no other gods before me. There is nothing that is going to be before me in your life. There needs to be a complete transformation. And through the waters of baptism that we hear over there in that baptismal font, we are led to be the people of God as he gives us the gift of his Holy Spirit. And he says, now go out and live it out. If you go over, there's a a great uh, picture, children's message we can do over at at the baptismal font because the water, um, we've had all kinds of issues with the font. It's beautiful. But the water splashes, and the water has like kind of started to deteriorate, the wood that's around there, and the carpet's kind of getting a little dingy. I love the image because the baptism doesn't stop right there. It's overflowing. It's supposed to, to go out and change you. You are a changed person because of your baptism. It's not just a one-time event. And John stands here. This final prophet, what Jesus said was the greatest prophet, and he says, you are to be changed by the work of God. John, as a a prophet, he sounded like Isaiah, as he quotes Isaiah here in our Matthew. He looked like Elijah, but he was different, and that what he was proclaiming was the work of God coming right now. As the other prophets had to look to the future and say, one day God is going to bless his people for those that are faithful and and for those that reject him, there's going to be uh, curses. John stands to say, it's not in the future, it's right here, right now. Actually, John was able to point and say, behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. John's prophecy was not that God is going to be working in your future, but God is working today, and his kingdom is coming to you today. This is great news for us. Rather than than some pie-in-the-sky understanding of how God works, God is working for you even right now, even in the midst of this broken world. God is bringing about his work, his kingdom, his reign as John talks about the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God, it's easy to kind of get, get 
I don't know, sidetracked and think of kingdom as being a location. When we hear the word kingdom, we think of a territory or a region that's under a king or a queen. But here it's better to say the reign of God or the rule of God. John is proclaiming that the rule of God is breaking from heaven into earth. The rule and reign of God is here now in Jesus Christ. And that rule and reign of God is for you in your life today. For Him to be in control. As we pray in the Lord's Prayer, Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We're praying that God would work in us even now as He works in heaven. John is declaring that that's happening right now. But John also has has this end times kind of feel to his ministry because as the first century hearers heard John preaching, they would have heard those words from the Old Testament prophets proclaiming the day of the Lord, the last day when God was going to come back and make everything right. And so when they heard John's preaching and John saying, it's here, it's now, they would have thought, this is the end. This is it, when when God's going to make everything right. And through Jesus Christ, he has done that. And in this season of Advent, we think the same way as we look forward to the day when Jesus will come again. He has come in the person born in Bethlehem in that manger, but one day he will come again and make all things right, take away all pain, all sadness. Death will no longer have any hold on us. But until that day, we prepare, we repent, we get our lives in order, we get our relationships in order. We seek His will more and more in our lives, not our will. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. John tells us to prepare not for a day, for a season, John comes to tell us to prepare for a person, to prepare for Jesus Christ himself. So regardless of what you're doing this Advent season in preparation, look at what God is doing, how God is coming to his people, how God is gathering his flock to feed them as he comes to us today through his word, as he comes to us today through Holy Communion to strengthen us in our lives, that we might be about his kingdom work here on earth. And we see him working all around us as he gathers our family and the relationships, as he cares for us through those people. And even when it seems like he's not there, even when it seems like we need him the most, he says that in your weakness, he is strong. And the one who came to give it all up, who completely humbled himself, even death unto a cross, that there is power in his death. And there is power in his resurrection for you to know that there is nothing that can separate you from God's love, that he is here for us today. It's what we need in this time, this stressful time, this time of, of preparation, that our hearts might be prepared to receive him again, to know that he is always there for us. So don't skip past Advent. Don't skip past John the Baptist, because John leads us to Jesus. Amen.